With each passing day, we're learning more about life. We're learning that life goes on. And we're learning how to overcome. For those who are wise, each day is presenting an opportunity to get life right. So the question is, what are you doing? Where are you going? Creative Hill Podcast is here to give a perspective on entertainment, lifestyle, culture, and finance. My name is Keith Hill, and we'll explore this. This is another Creative Hill podcast and uh, coming to you a day before the uh, general election that the United States uh, is about to choose a direction, either continuing on with President Trump or electing former Vice President Joe Biden. So I thought it might be an interesting moment to go ahead and insert you know a podcast episode about this I mean it's so important uh, when it comes down to us choosing the president and choosing our general our leaders in general from the local state and federal level and one of the things that um, you know I want to kind of establish up front is my worldview and my worldview um, is is looked at through the Word of God. I've been a Christian for like, I want to say about 35 years. And when you use the Word of God as the foundation of your knowledge base, you realize how much, you know, the world has fallen from the very beginning. Now, this is to take into account that, you know, my worldview is that God created the heavens and the earth that he created mankind in his likeness and image. You know, so if you don't believe that, that's fine. You know, I can believe what I believe and you can believe what you believe. I choose to believe that there's a creator God that, you know, had um, and has a plan in mind that includes, that included him creating beings, human beings, in his likeness and image. And um, we're fortunate enough And I feel blessed enough that, you know, he granted me repentance so I could actually be aware of him. You know, if you know anything about the the beginning of all of this, uh, the story of Adam and Eve, the first human beings created, and that they fell from grace, you know, um, in the Garden of Eden. Instead of trusting God and direct instruction and relationship with him, they chose to take of a tree that they were forbidden from taking of. And he told them point blank that the day you take of this tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that you would die. And they did. They died spiritually toward him. Um, and we're, you know, paying the penalty of that um, as a world. You know, the knowledge of the tree of good and evil is full blown now. You look around the world and you can't deny there's a lot of good going on, but you can't deny there's a lot of evil going on at the same time. And I believe at this particular stage in time, it's actually increasing. 
So the knowledge of good and evil in a world uh, led by the prince of the power of the air of the scriptures, as the scriptures describe uh, Satan the devil, and um, which is a whole nother conversation. Man, people don't even talk about the devil. I mean, his thing, the scriptures describe him as, you know, the the spirit that works in the sons of disobedience. So, you know, I love the fact that the word of God gives us some insight on how to look at things beyond the physical realm. And that when you have that as your knowledge base, as you, if you have that as the foundation of all knowledge, you process things totally different, man. You know, and you process it from the standpoint of God's perspective. You know, the scripture says that, um, you know, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means that he owns everything, man. you know, and the fact that um, Jesus Christ plays a role in this whole redemption thing of him reconciling himself with his creation because he's holy, man. You know, we don't, we're so corrupt and defiled in all these things that we do in the world that uh, people don't understand what holiness is, man. You know, God is pure love. He's light. He's life. And um, he cannot dwell with evil. And so the fact that he would actually create a way to redeem us back. And that's where the whole story of Jesus Christ comes in. You know, so the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Well, not everybody has taken up this whole thing of uh, redemption. So, you know, I lay this groundwork of the spiritual thing because, you know, when you come, you're choosing the direction for a nation, you have to put all these morality things into, into the scheme of things as well. You know, people, one of the things I found so uh, interesting about this presidency with Donald Trump, Trump is, before he ran, everybody loved him. You know, rappers rapping about him and everybody was wanting to be like Trump. Um, the man has excelled in business. Nobody becomes a billionaire without having successes and failures. And so, you know, that actually teaches you how to overcome things. And so for him to rise to, you know, the point where at a given point in time, there was enough people in the United States to elect him president you know, um, was a memorable thing. But for for him to overnight be accused of being a racist and all this, man, this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. You can go back and Google photos of him being with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, you know, him giving them money, him, him going into Harlem working with black folk, you know. I mean... Oprah and everybody loved this dude. So I mean, you know, this is that's a this is an interesting dynamic that since the day he ran for president, all of a sudden, you know, um, they've been gunning for him. And the day is those who, you know, to be honest with your power structures. You know, the dude is not a politician. So, you know, going up and and being a project manager like he's been, he's a dude that's built skyscrapers and stuff. So the idea of doing projects, um, you know, this is what makes him so great in my view is that, you know, I've never in my lifetime seen a president hit the ground running like him. 
and get this much done over four years with people hit coming at you constantly, accusing you of one thing or another. President Obama and Joe Biden, they, when they were in power, um, you know, it's coming out now that they were spying on the, the Trump campaign. They unleashed um, the CIA and the FBI, James Comey and all. This stuff is coming out where this is proven out to be one of the biggest scandals in American history. And one of the other biggest scandals is that the media has not been responsible anymore. I mean, it's really turned into, uh, you know, a propaganda thing where, you know, they have an agenda, even social media. I mean, when we all were joining and have been joining Twitter and Facebook and using Google and all that, these are supposed to be open forums, neutral forums, much like, you know, the phone companies. I mean, when you have, you, you buy your phone from AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile or Sprint or whatever, you don't have a, a thought in your mind that they might be compromising your, your um, information that you use on your phone. Well, that's the way Twitter and Google and YouTube and Facebook were supposed to act as well under, um, I think it's Article 230. A neutral form that they stay out of it and you know outside of you know people trying to destroy things you don't want somebody on the network and teaching people how to make bombs and you know organizing groups to do destructive things and evil things but outside of that they're now actually inserting their control over the, the conversation basically saying that one group can't say this and another group can a double standard, a hypocrisy level like I've never seen in my life. But even more so, we fall back to the spiritual point where, you know, the devil, <laughs> the prince of the power of the air, as the scripture calls him, the spirit that works in the sons of disobedience, a spirit that works, right? This is interesting to see all of this come about. And I'm going to tell you something, when, when the world, and I'm talking about something from a God perspective, when the world starts coming together and wanting to do something, more often than not, that thing is the wrong thing to do. You know, as a black man, you know, growing up in Dallas, Texas, you know, one of the things I've marveled at and scratched my head about as I grew up is watching how how in the world are all black folk in one party. And I found myself thinking differently. I'm like, I don't believe, you know, number one, I know how to do research and I know how to look at history and how in the world that the Democratic Party end up being a party that, you know, all black folk think that they're the saving grace and have our interests, our best interests in mind. If you just do a little research, you'll find that the Democratic Party opposed everything about our freedom back during the Civil War, us having rights. They were the party of the Ku Klux Klan, and you know, here it is, we in this day and age, and a whole generation believes the Republican Party was the one that did that. This is how you know there's a devil at work in the earth. It's ridiculous that, you know, the truth has been turned upside down in so many ways. You know? And when good people do good things, man, and you don't acknowledge it, I'm going to put this on the table. When, when God blesses a nation, 
and you don't acknowledge it because you have a personal agenda or something. I mean, the last four years prior to this pandemic have been um, the best years of our nation in a bounce back of the economy and everything. I don't want to hear nothing about President Obama. He didn't do anything for eight years that, you know, caused businesses to want to thrive and everything. People were taking money offshore. People were taking their businesses to China. And President Obama never ran a business, so he didn't even understand, you know, the dynamic of um, what it takes for businesses to thrive and grow. And that's the difference between him and President Trump. It's got nothing to do with black and white. It's got something to do with people that know how to do something and other people that don't. You know? I didn't vote for President uh, Obama. I felt like, where did he come from? You know, Senator out of Illinois is like, had no skin in the game and, you know, could talk a good game. But I was like, what have you done? I mean, so, but the timing in our world, in our nation, to have a black president, everybody was kind of gung-ho and ready to go there, you know? And I wasn't mad at that. Hope and change, I believed in that until things started not being what he said. I mean, the whole thing, like, you're going to, you know, the Affordable Care Act was anything but affordable, okay? <laughs> and for those that are used to having insur insurance, you know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, why would, you know, he and Joe Biden say that, you know, this is going to provide something when it doesn't? I mean, people couldn't afford it. People were actually, you know, choosing not to enroll in Obamacare and pay the penalties. I was one of them. I was like, man, I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying into a system that I can't afford. And then um, not only that, but, you know, when you actually need the services, the deductibles or more than a, a, a buying a car or something. So I was like, you know what, I'll just pay out of, in Texas, we got great, great uh, health care that you can pay out of pocket affordably and put on payments and everything. I was like, hey, I'm going to go that route, you know. So those are policies, though, man. You know what I mean? I was like, this is a bad policy. I don't want the government all up in our business, but I do want reform in certain ways. I want them to hold the evil part in check, like, you know, if insurance companies don't want to, you know, do right to, you know, put, you know, checks in, in, in the system that causes them to do what's right. So when we look at, you know, what's getting ready to happen with this election, I've already voted. Um, you know, the thing that, I, you know, I'd like to see is our nation, no matter who ends up being president, and personally I'm pulling for President Trump. I mean, I want, to, I want the economy to continue to thrive, man. Joe Biden, I just don't see it, man. I mean, 47 years of him being in government and he can't show you anything of a body of work where he can give you confidence that he can get this economy or keep the economy going because it's already rolling. Before the pandemic, it was doing its best for black folk, for Hispanics, for women. And I realize there's a part of our culture that just bent hell bent on racism type issues and again I, I believe that's magnified by a group of our our uh, society that have taken this thing way out of extreme man of course there's racism in the world man the united states is not exclusive to that but to demonize this nation um 
as though there's no good in it. You know, this is this is uh, getting into areas of, you know, there's a, a forces at work to bring this nation down from what it's always been as far as opportunity for people to really have a legitimate way to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There's people that want to, you know, and I remember President Obama using words like fundamentally change. I don't want to fundamentally change, you know, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. You know, I don't want to change that. I want it to be. I mean, it gives me all the freedom that I need. And um, there's a reason why people from all over the world come want to come here, man, because the places where they're coming from don't have that. So one of the most disappointing things is to watch a generation not appreciate the blessings that God has given the United States of America. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing the, the, the ungratefulness of the people in this land. But, you know, again, this is a fallen world and in this nation we've got People, anybody, I can tell you this, anybody walking around here without the Lord, without coming under that blood, you got bigger problems. <laughs> you got bigger problems than racism, man. You know? And that's another, that's another episode, that's another conversation. But what I wanted to just jump on with this podcast uh, episode and just say, hey, man, you know, in spite of me voting for President Trump, again, to keep him in there, and to keep the agenda of the economy going forward. Um, you know, I base that on policy. You know, the man is not perfect, but no, I, I dare say not one of us is. All I know is from the day that he raised his hand and, and was sworn in, the dude has been on his best behavior with him and his wife, Vice President Pence, is a strong Christian leader. You know, these are the type of things that I want, man. And now all of a sudden, ain't no all of a sudden for the last three years, we heard about all this corruption with Biden and, you know, him leveraging his office, his his time in office as a vice president to enrich his family. I mean, this stuff is serious, man. They've actually become millionaires, multi-millionaires behind this stuff. And here it is. He's on the verge of being being the president of the United States. And the stuff is hitting the fan, FBI investigations on his son and everything, and CNN, MSNBC, and all the major media, main, mainstream media is not talking about it. This is, like, amazing. It's amazing. And see, it's not right. You know? They accused him, and the day is the Democrats and the left. And more and more, I'm understanding what the left is. You know, the socialists, the communists, the leftists, the anarchists. You look around, you see riots and everything. There's people that, you know, want to protest and legitimate protest peacefully. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the people that want to loot, I mean, a dude in Philadelphia pulls a knife on the cops and gets shot. And the whole city blows up and want to destroy the city and take. <laughs> I mean, I saw a dude pulling the. He got a dolly and getting a washing machine and taking it to the crib. Are you serious? I'm telling you, God hates this stuff, man. And it ain't going to fly past him. 
but even more so, it shouldn't fly past us, man. We shouldn't want this type of activity, you know. If somebody, as a black man, all these situations that have popped up, somebody was doing something they wasn't supposed to be doing. And then you put your life on the line, and all of a sudden, you did. You know? Now, some of these situations, you know, when you put yourself on a bad track, bad things can happen. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, I don't want to put no names out there, but hey, we've seen this stuff happen. But for the nation to rise up to the level like, this is not the equivalent of what we saw in the 60s. I was born in 61, saw Dr. King killed, JFK, Robert Kennedy, Malcolm X. This is not the equivalent of that time. Now, people talking about it like it is, protesting like it is, but everybody that's protesting has not put, they have not bled one drop of blood. Where back then, there was serious conflict, there was serious fights, serious murder going on. It was systemic for real. We do not have some systemic racism. Otherwise, we would have never had a black president. So, I mean, I get people, you know, want to focus on racism. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But, man, we've overcome a lot of stuff as a nation. And, and for our people not to ignite. And when I say our people, I'm talking about American. The American people, black people, Hispanic, not to acknowledge how far we've come. That's a failure of the older generation to pass down knowledge. That's a failure of the school system and people left us and, and everybody wanted to rewrite history. Rewriting history, man. If you don't know what your history is, you don't know what you overcame. You don't know the people that sacrificed for us to be where we are, to have the freedoms that we, we have. So, you know, let me encourage you with this. That no matter who wins, and I told you, I voted for President Trump, but in my heart, if it doesn't go down that way, just like when President Obama was elected and I didn't vote for him, I sucked it up and we got through it. Eight years of him, he got elected twice. The economy didn't grow, and I was like, wow, man. You know, everybody's just trying to figure it out. <laughs> you know, a businessman comes into the Oval Office understanding you know, the whole dynamics of, you know, our our manufacturing needs to come back to the, used to, back in the day, used to be made in the USA all the time. And then how in the world we end up shipping off our companies for cheap labor in other, other countries. And there's another episode I'm going to do on communism and socialism and how the biggest threat we face right now is with China. You know, and we're so self-centered as a people um, that we don't look outside of our gates and our borders and realize the world is falling apart outside of our gates. If you think we're falling apart within the United States, I'm telling you, the whole world is falling apart. This whole thing with the pandemic started in China. And there was a moment when this could have been kept over there and controlled over there, and they purposely let people travel from, the chi from, from China into the rest of the world knowing that this thing was human-to-human -human transmission. That's evil, man. So, you know, I don't want to hear, you know, about, 
you know, blaming this on President Trump, man. Didn't nobody, nobody was prepared. I, this is the first time a pandemic in my lifetime, man, that affects the whole world. Affected the entertainment industry that I was involved in and am involved in. When has there ever been a time since we've been, you know, doing our thing that no festivals, no musicians out here, no uh, movie theaters for the most part. I mean, everything has been put down, man. And it's important to to take uh, stock of everything right now. So, you know, I believe that God's will is being done on earth, no matter who's in power. You know, I want to continue to see the economy grow. I want to see you know, opportunities for the United States and its citizens to continue to grow. I want to see our nation strong against the evil powers in the world. There's people who do not want the United States to be. And for people to live in this nation and think about um, only things like racism, come on, man, let's elevate our game, man. It's a bigger game. And the game is about freedom and liberty, you know, one nation under God, liberty for all. These are important, important things that, you know, if not careful, then these things will be taken from us gradually. Okay, so don't hate on me because I voted for Trump. Well, if you voted for Trump, cool. But if Joe Biden wins, I'm not going to be, like, crying and all that, man. I mean, it is what it is. If people, you know, the nation wants somebody just like President Obama. If people were ready to have a black president hoping that it would be different, and we got a black president, and we got the results of having a black president the way that President Obama and Joe Biden were. And I got a feeling we're getting ready to see a whole lot um, that was done, that was not right, hitting the fan here soon. So this is one of the more heavier, weightier podcasts. But nonetheless, this is what it's all about. You know, God is going to bless us to uh, see the days ahead. And uh, I just pray that they're, you know, pleasing in their sight. You know? So no matter who wins, and of course I have a a horse in this race, but we go forward regardless. There's a reason why we pray in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is an end game to this whole thing. So being on the wrong side, being on the wrong team will get you in trouble eternally. There is a life that goes on when you draw your last breath. You don't go to sleep, man. <laughs> no, you don't go to sleep. You change your location until the physical resurrection of your body again. And the place where you go depends on the decisions that you make. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is a is a uh, atoning sacrifice for you to be reconciled to a holy God who's not playing about this? If he's willing to, he was willing to sacrifice Jesus. And all that he went through on the cross and the abuse, the torture, the agony, the loneliness. 
God's son coming down from heaven to do the thing that nobody else could do. You reject that, you get what you get. And the Bible talks about the lake of fire and all that, but prior to that, you go to hell, man. And the way the scriptures describe it, it's in the bowels of the earth. I don't know if you know anything about how the earth is made, but there's molten lava and everything in the center of the earth. And I, it's just my conjecture. That's the place where dead spirits go there apart from God. Can you imagine your spiritual being being in molten lava and the core of the, of the, of the earth? Until you have to face Jesus Christ at the end, which the scriptures describe as the great white throne judgment. And at the end, all the people that rejected him, all the evil people, and all the people that were complacent about him, all the people that rejected him, all the people that wouldn't submit, they made their own choices. He didn't make the choice. They made the choice. They just ran out of time and died and went to the place that is reserved for people that reject him. And then at the end to face him and you hear those words that the scriptures talk about and he says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity and, you know, the lake of firemen forever. Look, man, we, we've all made mistakes. We've all made serious mistakes. But this is the mistake that you don't want to make is to draw your last breath, man, not believing in the only salvation there is. The scriptures say that there is no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. You know? So if, if there is any inkling of your heart pulling at you that you want to be redeemed, I tell you, man, all you got to do is open your mouth and say, Father God, forgive me of my sins. I receive and I ask for forgiveness. And I ask for the blood of Jesus Christ to wipe away my sins. I ask you, Father God, to take over my life and translate me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And you seal that deal in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, if you say stuff like that from your heart and you talk to God, he, he wants people who worship him in spirit and in truth. It's a done deal. I've been walking with him for 35 years and I've had miracles take place. But it's not just about you doing that part. You got to read the word of God so you understand, you know, what God says about things. Man. You know, going in the ways of the world congregating with the world on this agenda and everything will get you in trouble with the Lord, man, because the world, there's a, another scripture that says, um, um, do you not know that uh, to be friends with the world is to be enmity with God? That means that there's a hostility there, man. That God doesn't like this world, man. It's, it's, <laughs> this is not what he had intended. The things that are going on, he didn't intend for it to go down like this and he's going to rectify it okay so this is one of the serious uh, podcasts because we have an election and this is where our nation is getting ready to choose directions either we're going to continue to go down this road of you know recovery and great economic um, opportunities for us yeah, I mean all people man look we've been doing we were doing great prior to this pandemic. I'm not saying great in the sense of like we were rich or anything, but opportunities were abounding. Man. And 
because we believe in the Lord, even during the pandemic, you know, my wife and I, we've had opportunities present themselves. And this is actually one of those situations that it came about. I was planning on doing a YouTube channel and, and a podcast, but, you know, the pandemic put it on Front Street for both of us, you know. You know, the people of God are doing exploits, man. People are doing exploits all over the place. And you can't do it when there's a, a jacked up economy. You can't do it when, personally, I, you know, without God, man, you can't do nothing, man. You know, you can. You see the whole world going about its way without the Lord. But I'm done with that, man. <laughs> I'm done. You know. You know. So be encouraged, man. Whoever you vote for, if it works out, um, fine. You know, if it doesn't work out, that, that the, whoever you voted for didn't get elected, it's still going to be okay, man. This is the best nation on the planet, and we want to fight for the liberties and the freedoms that we have. And then at the same time, man, we don't need to be separated from each other. We need to, you know, be at peace with one another. But... It's hard to do that when your heart ain't right. There's no power for you to change if you're not walking with God. There's no power to overcome sin in your life without God, without the Word of God giving you truth to compare to the lies that may be floating around in your head and you read the Word of God and it tells you straight up what the deal is and then you can choose to agree with what God says and put down the thing that you thought or you believed up to that point. As you start applying God's word that way, you'll find out you get powerful. You get in the right standing with him. You get these sins dealt with, <laughs> you know. You know, you need to be making an appearance that is strong, asking for forgiveness of the sins and everything. I'm trying to tell you, I mean, it says seek the Lord while he may be found. It means at some point, uh, he's cutting that door off or closing that door. So, you know, this is not a period of time where, you know, it's all about people need to hear about Jesus. Everybody on this planet done heard the name of Jesus. Everybody. Maybe some, you know, tribes in far off lands or something that, you know, might need to you know, be ministered to, and we got missions in the world, missionaries in the world to do that sort of thing. But for the most part, people all over the world have heard the name of Jesus. So this is really about have you engaged him? Have you called upon the name of the Lord so you can be saved? So, um, you know, the United States is the best place on the planet. It's not perfect. Um, but you set foot out of this nation and see how, how evil it is. Go to China and talk and try to protest and talk about racism and everything and all the wrong and blah, 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 right? You do that over China and see what's happened to you. Come up missing, man. The people of Hong Kong are going through this right now. Or you go to Russia and try to, you know, protest against the current government and see what happens. We have all the freedoms and liberties that we need to have a good life in the United States. And for the bad things that go on, we need to, you know, use the lawful way of changing things. And one of the things you do is you, you elect leaders. We want leaders that have a moral center. 
and you know you know I'm looking at policies man and most people that are trying to condemn leaders like Trump um, you know it's kind of like you know I was telling my wife the other day I said you know the whole thing of like the lady that was found in in adultery with somebody and the leaders in Israel of the day I think it was the Pharisees it brought drug this woman you know out of that situation I don't know what happened with the guy but they drugged the woman in front of Jesus and was finna stone her and I was like okay so the Lord was like okay so he who has no sin cast the first stone <laughs> and lo and behold nobody could do it cause uh, you standing before the Lord and you know you got wrong in your heart you done did but you gonna stone this woman that's where we are with, with people like Trump in somebody's view. I don't hold nothing against him because, I mean, I, hey, we don't all did our dirt. Mine is under the blood, and I'm keeping, keeping it moving. You know what I'm saying? And as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's his business with his wife, and they seem to be happy ever since they, he took oath, man. It's been good. So I understand the whole thing of the past, but I would dare say be careful with all of that because... If you get called out on the carpet, do you have some dirt? You know? So it's really about policy and morality as far as how that policy is implemented on a national stage. Because we're choosing the direction of our nation right now. You know? So that's my little piece in this episode. And, uh, you know, remember... Part of what I'm doing with Creative Hill Podcast is focusing on entertainment, which I haven't done an entertainment episode yet, lifestyle and culture. So put this one under the cultural um, piece, and then there's finance. And, you know, probably come back on after the election and speak a word about whoever won, you know. But there's a lot to look forward to. In upcoming episodes, um, look forward to Creative Creative Hill Curated Jazz and Soul Edition. That's where basically I'm uh, one of the things that was popular is me creating playlists on Spotify and things like that. And we would go live and do live entertainment places like Jazz Masters Collective or Jazz Masters Lounge and and so on. And so, you know, the playlist would play. And uh, now I'm going to bring that to a podcast. So I'm kind of excited about that, sharing music, and then talking about, you know, entertainment, lifestyle, culture, and finance. I mean, there's a lot to talk about the YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe over there, Creative Hill Podcast on YouTube. Um, Creative Hill Podcast is available on the top uh, podcast networks, so iTunes, uh, please leave a review. Please subscribe. It helps me go up the charts. You know, I want to chart. I want to, you know, my goal is to have 10,000 subscribers on the podcast. You know, I want to make a difference, you know, and just reasoning with people about good things, man. You know, and then, uh, let's see what else we got. That's enough for right now. The YouTube channel and the podcast. And then my wife, uh, Dr. Jada, <laughs> you know, we launched her um, her uh, podcast, Chat With Me, the Dr. Jada podcast. So look for that. Um, you know, Jada is an amazing woman, you know, uh, 
You know, we've been married for, I believe, about seven years now. And, you know, former supermodel with Ebony Fashion Fair, longest running uh, commentator for them. The world's largest traveling couture fashion show, 180 cities a year wearing couture fashion. One of the uh, things that, you know, was an accomplishment for the Johnson family that, you know, founded Ebony Magazine and Jet Magazine. And for her to go on past that and become a doctor of counseling, I mean, she's absolutely amazing to me. So check her, check out her podcast. Chat with me, the Dr. Jada podcast. Okay, and um, yeah, you know, CreativeHill.biz is the website. It'll be pointing in various places until I build up a, a network. But uh, if you go to CreativeHill.biz. It will take you where I want you to be at the current stage. Right now, I think it's pointing at uh, the podcast directory, so where you can listen to this. So that's it. Uh, talk to you guys after the election. You know, as I always say, God bless you and God keep you. Until next time. I want to thank you for listening today. If I was able to add some goodness to your life, I'd appreciate it if you now click on the subscribe button so you can be notified when I have something new to offer our listeners. Consider subscribing to the newsletter and our social media, wherever you happen to be. We'll go deeper and deeper. I hope you'll stay tuned. Until next time, God bless you.